morning on this last day of April 2019, uh, April 30th for those who are using, looking at calendar on your phone. Woke up this morning with a very strong burden of the Lord, strong in the Lord. It means word. Um, it's a warning to all of us. Uh, and it's a warning against those who, in our midst, who are those ministers that are doing that. Now, true minister of Jesus Christ will not do this. Uh, and they will obey, of course. Um, but that doesn't mean that they occasionally don't go astray. We do because we are still have a fleshly nature that's being transformed that's wasting away with time um and that does take time it can't be done instantly now yes it's not saying god can't do it instantly but as he was stripped of his flesh before the cross and on the cross he was the only one that was able to do it because jesus christ was and is and always will be god uh as the father the son and the holy spirit but this is a strong message that um, there are many either there are many false teachers out there, and there are many ministers that are walking in disobedience, uh, having strayed from the uh, from hearing the voice of the Lord, instead giving uh, teaching according to the flesh. So this message is for each of us, and it's also individually to us as his children. I think I'll go ahead and just kind of title this. Um, Are you following the voice of God or the voice of man? The message that was uh, woken up was uh, started out in, ah, well, one. Over in First Samuel chapter three, um, and it's the regarding the way we're teaching. Uh, start of verse one. I'm not going to read it all, obviously. Um, now the boy Samuel, Samuel was the first prophet of the Lord, official first prophet of the Lord God. He served under Eli, who was a priest according to the Old Covenant, Old Testament Levitical priests. Um, it says, interesting, Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. There's an interesting tidbit here. How can you minister to the Lord? Because if you go further down, the main part of my message was God was calling Samuel, but he had not been trained to know Verse 7, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. How can you minister before God? Because that's when it says the Lord, before God. And not know. And not know the word of the Lord. Now, obviously, they had scribes. They had the law. That's pretty much all they had back then. They had they. Notes describes um, the scrolls. That was the word. Okay, it's early. It's like 5.04 in the morning. <laughs> uh, sitting in my car. 
how to listen to the Lord. Of course, it was still being written. CMU was writing his, over his lifetime, was writing his notes, his scribes, which we today are able to read First Samuel and Second Samuel. That basically is what God had spoken to him and done through him um, from the beginning until the end. And he even describes chapter 1 and 2, describes his mama cry out to God. She was barren. Um, I think I got if you will give me a son, I will dedicate him to you. In which he did. Um, and this was Samuel fulfilling uh, his call. But how can we minister to the Lord? And that wasn't the initial message. So, And here's a priest of God, Eli. He was getting ready to be chased and actually destroyed by God. Uh, because he wasn't controlling his sons. His sons were... T- Tap up, you're doing blasphemous things before God, totally sinning against God, and the father did not chasten him. Uh, obviously, the mother wasn't either out there, but the father has to, us men have to take the lead. Um, more than likely, you can go by this context in the study, and you can say God was trying to get a hold of him during his ministering to say, uh, boy. Your son, okay, I don't think God would use the term boy. I'm using that for my hood day. <laughs> Time. <laughs> uh, but you get the gist of it. He obviously must have been prompting him in the spirit saying, uh, your boys are doing stuff they don't need to be doing. Remove them from being servants in my house. Or I will remove you. Obviously, he's getting warned in the spirit, but he wasn't hearing so he says, okay, fine. I'll just take a young boy. And you're supposed to be training up to know me, to know my words, to know my laws. Back then, remember the Old Testament was a law. Um, but you weren't. It took God. Not because it took God. Because he was under a rebellious leader that wasn't listening to the, the voice of God. Ministry, you're not necessarily not the voice. This here was, I don't understand it to be an audible voice per se, but it was a um, speaking to his spirit, obviously. Four times, three times, uh, Eli was, uh, I mean, God called Samuel, but he didn't know his voice. He thought it was Eli. He only knew Eli's voice, the priest's voice, his leader voice but he didn't know God's voice finally after the fourth time Eli's discerned says uh oh we're in trouble he realized it's God calling him that's all they did then God called the fourth time and voila then he learned to obey it what a way to learn now yeah sometimes it may take us more than once to hear the Lord and listen to the Lord as the God gets our attention. So that's not the gist of the message. So the gist of the message is uh, as leaders and for those who are parents and even for myself, um, I was blessed to have been given six to seven years 
to minister before God in the word of God before young men and young women near the city y'all know who you are if you if you follow this band listen to this um, two of them were one in particular I'm not going to mention names you know who you are were beginning to hear God's voice and God speaks by his spirit through Jesus Christ, through the person of Jesus Christ, through the work of Jesus Christ, uh, it will be His word, not twisted. Now, remember, in pa- in passages like Matthew and Luke chapter four, Satan also knows the word, because he was an angel of God at one point, until he wanted to be God. He wasn't content with being an angel alone. He was one of the top angels. So one of the top dogs in God's circuit. But he wanted to be in that number one spot instead of being content. And he took a, I believe it's a fourth of heaven. I know, I forget that sometimes. Um, that's that reminder one. That's my rebellious end of it sometimes. So disobedient. Um. He knows the word, but he knows how to twist it. And that's what he did with Eve. <clears throat> that's how he want to try to do it with Jesus himself. I still think that was, a, it must have been a little hysterical. Jesus must have been sitting there after 40 days and 40 nights and no food, no water. Saying, oh great, now I got to deal with Lucifer. It's, okay, have at it. Go ahead, boy. <laughs> it's just like, and he didn't rebuke him. We say, but in responding with the correct word of God. First of all, yeah, we need to know the word of God. The word of God is Jesus Christ. We need to know his voice. We are giving several commandments. Uh, just give a couple of them. Was in Deuteronomy chapter 6. six. Now, yeah, that's... Uh, and these words that I command you today should be in your heart. Now, yeah, this is regarding the laws, laws of God, but the word of God is the laws of God. It's about God, it's about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, it's about the whole Godhead. Chapters, I mean, verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way. That means when you're just going about, you're going to the mall, you're going on vacation, um, or even going to work, whatever. And when you lie down and when you rise up, that means all the time. It's all you're doing. You're talking about the voice of God. You're talking about God. You're talking about Jesus Christ. Uh, are we doing it? Are we teaching them to go to the Word of God? Psalm 78. Give ear, O my people, verse 1, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. And then, of course, that whole chapter goes on. I'm not going to read that whole chapter. Some of you are probably saying thank you. Uh, I'm saying thank you. You got verses, something like John 15. Talk about Jesus is the vine. None can come to heaven except through him. Um, if you abide in me, in the words, abide in you, ask that you wish and it will be done for you. I'm just reading a couple passages in each of these. By the way, hit the button here. Um, I think I want to go to this one. 
John chapter 10 is talking about Jesus is the gate for the sheep. We, uh, For those that are born again of God, those that are now genuine Christians are the sheep of God. Jesus is the shepherd. When the gatekeeper is just like when we go in and out of the church, when we go in and out of uh, obedient ministering to the Lord, um, we hear his voice. We'll learn to hear his voice. Are we going to listen to God's voice all the time? <sighs> no. Are there people standing in pulpits that listen? You would hope so. But there are false teachers. We have more, especially in this nation, this awesome, beautiful nation of ours. We have more, I believe, with all my heart, with all my being, we have more false teachers standing in pulpits that have never heard the word of God, that are not there, they're there not by the calling of God. They're there possibly because they're there for money. They're there as hirelings. Uh, that's definitely number one. They're there for power, for control. <clears throat> they're there for tradition. Old Testament, Old Covenant, the priest of God could only come from the Levitical tribe. Remember, Jacob had, was given 12 tribes. Uh, Twelve children. <laughs> I guess they were like tribes, uh, and that's still their heritage, their custom, because currently the majority of the Jews, except those that believe have their hearts have been softened and believed in the, that Jesus is the Messiah, which in fact He is. Scripture clearly speaks of that. But when you're still under that. Um, that clown for season, that blindness for season, Romans chapter 11 removes that and will remove that. That has not happened yet. That will happen during what's known as the Great Tribulation. That's not a lesson. Um, that don't mean God's voice is still not speaking. That just means, one, most of us are not trained to hear. We're trained to hear the preacher's voice. And I'm not saying I sit under this by any means. I'm not indicating who is and who isn't. That's not my place. Because the judge is Jesus Christ. However, I definitely believe in this right now. That I am listening to the voice. I'm trying to obey the Lord's voice. In a very weak and old message. That... There are many that I've crossed paths with that are only listening to their own voices. They're only listening to the traditions. They're only, <coughs> they're only listening to their favorite verses that they want to speak. They're listening to their, their conscience instead of the voice of the Lord. They have somehow, when sin gets in our way, when distraction, when we allow distractions to get in our way, um, we will be led astray when we sin ourselves um, in verses such as First Corinthians chapter 11 the temptation comes the tempter is still Satan his voice is still out there tempting us trying to lead us astray when that moment happens when we are trained ourselves up training ourselves up to listen only for God's voice that takes time God's voice will speak in a second and sometimes he does speak loud. Sometimes he speaks softly. The word of God is, is you know, 
You type in the word voice under the ESV version of any software, Bible software, it comes up roughly 398 times. The different voices. Uh, the law is the voice of God, per se, written down for us. It was written down just to show that we can't follow the law according to our flesh. Yeah, right? There's your point of that out. Verse 4 of chapter 10 of John. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. He is Jesus, meaning the shepherd. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. When the gatekeeper opened. Now, this is referring to shepherds, because every night um, the sheep were bedded down. They were brought into, like, one. Back then, the, she the shepherds, the... Um, The sheepfolds were caves. And you're talking all shepherds of all different flocks would bring their sheep into the same cave. You know, they'd enjoy each other. They'd say, hey, what's up, baby? What's up, boy? What's up? I said, oh, cool, man. Where's your, where's your shepherd leading you? Oh, man, awesome place. Oh, there, you're a great place. Plenty of food, man. Plenty of pasture, everything. You know, plenty of water. And, oh, man, all provision. He's a, he's a great shepherd, man. Uh, so it's like, there's a place that we all can congregate at the throne of God. God will appoint different shepherds, different leaders over parts of the body. One, because there's not a building big enough that can hold the whole body of Christ. Woo! Oh, that just came to me. I had to get excited. Sorry about that. Um, for all the body of Christ, there's not, there's not one church building anywhere on this face of the earth that can be built big enough to hold all the body of Christ. Number one. Number two, we're not supposed to be in one location. And what uh, we love one another, the body of Christ is to be scattered and spread across this whole earth, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not another gospel, not the gospel of culture, not the gospel of white or black or Hispanic or Asian. Is there any others? There is. Pick them. Not the gospel of women. Not the gospel of men. The gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the only gospel we need to be going. The only voice we need to be saying. Sometimes when God will have us visit another area for a season, he'll have us, he'll lead us when we listen to his voice who the true shepherd is in that area. We are not to stay in that area. Now, some of us may, if we come to the end of our life, um, and serve in that one. But it's never, ever the pastor, the elders that call a person to serve. You would hope that those leaders in that particular church are hearing the voice of God and teaching people to listen. If we're properly teaching to listen... Then, uh, whoops, I forgot to highlight it. Okay, verse 13 over in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. When you see that man, that, just not, that doesn't mean just as male men. If you got preachers teaching otherwise, get up 
from your seat, run out that door because that person is a Satan. Hey, they're bold. I put it out there and said it. That's clearly this verse. It's not just man is male in this case here. It's called humanity. Both of it. Somebody wants to dispute it, you better come with the word of God. Because I'm not taking nothing else. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. It says tempted. God will lead us in the locations and and service that is beyond our ability. That's not what this verse is saying. <clears throat> and the tempter, the tempter is Satan. God don't tempt. God will allow us to go into it to strengthen us, strengthen our hearing, so we know His voice. He will also provide the way of escape. Don't say a way of escape. It says the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Jesus Christ is the gate. Jesus Christ is the way of escape. His voice is what leads us away from that. So every time we're being tempted, if we're believers, well, believers, you're only going to follow the temptation. Because they're like living in sin every day, every waking moment, even sleeping moment. When they're, If they're practicing sex outside of marriage, they're following Satan. Notice First John says practicing sin. That means they do it all the time. They do it often. When they cuss, swear, swear, we can stumble. Oh, yeah, do we? As the testimony goes along with that one out there, and you, you youngins uh, notice that one out there. You also notice the testimony of Jesus Christ the following week, the apology that came with it. That I stumbled. I went the wrong way. People can do it. It's when we repent. When the voice of God says, I don't believe you did that. Well, he believes it because it just happened. He heard it. He chastened. He corrects. And he brings us back. But when we make a mistake, when we see the point. Now, at the beginning of our walk with God, how are we going to always see this way of escape or hear this way of escape well see and hear actually because we know Jesus Christ is Messiah he is the savior of the world he is Lord and he's, a, he's our Lord um, he may be becoming it the more we train ourselves in the word of God in prayer if, one, if prayer is just us speaking to God then it ain't true biblical prayer the word of God disputes against any that foolishly and ignorantly teach otherwise and believe otherwise. It's not just us going before, being a people to before God and interceding on their behalf. That is not genuine biblical prayer. It's bringing people to the throne of God, correct, and it's walking alongside them let's go to God and let God cleanse you let's let God speak it's going to them train to the voice any other we can always grab a verse because that's what Satan does he'll grab a verse pull it out of context and he'll make a whole sermon on it he'll make a whole lesson on it but the th the main point that we got to do is <coughs> with first Samuel if you're appointed a leader by God and not of man, 
humanity, man or woman? Are you teaching people just on the laws, just on the words of Jesus Christ to memorize scripture or to know Jesus Christ? They should not always be sitting under your tutelage from birth until death. They're sitting under the word of God, under Jesus Christ, from birth to death. We should be leading the children, the young people, to learn the voice of God, to know how to recognize it through his word, so that when it comes, when their moment to be born again, that does not come when they're first born, because they don't know right from wrong yet. They're still learning it. Oh, babies know the uh, the, one of the first words they learn may not be dada or mama. It's probably no. It's no, I ain't going to do that. Really? That needs to change. <laughs> now, there's sometimes to say no, obviously. Like when the temptation comes. We're not born saved. That's a heretical teaching that is of Satan. There's nothing in scripture that says that. Samuel wasn't born. He had to be trained. He was under a rebellious priest, a disobedient priest that had stopped hearing the word of God. So we need to be training them to know God, know his words, know his laws, and why they're there. Not to say this is the laws of God. Well, why? I love it. Eventually. Uh, when one come at me and says, well, why? Not because, well, God says so. Well, because God is who he says he is. Jesus is who he said he was and is and always will be. The Holy Spirit is who we're told who he is and was. We have to come to that place. We have to be brought to that place, actually. Be led to that place by God to say, you've heard my word. I had you under somebody that was teaching my words correctly. When they screwed up, I corrected them. And then they came to you with a correction. You saw it. You witnessed it. Now, it's your time. Will you receive me as Lord and Savior? We have to come to that place. Romans 10, 9 and 10, 10. We each have to be brought to that place where we can you know, believe in our heart. A heart that's, that's not the heart that could be translated down at Bay State. I tell you, they could have a, the old dirty heart taken out and new one put in. Now, technically, that's what God's doing. He doesn't, he won't go to, he won't say, go to Bay State and get that new heart. Mm-mm. That's being done right there. That's a split second. Born again, John chapter 3, verses 3, and then verses 5. He was totally religious with that. He didn't believe it. He, Nicodemus, he wasn't trained. But if we're training pastors and ministers and preachers to not know the voice of God, to just know the laws of God without knowing God, that's just like training people to be like Eli. There are seminaries out there. There are um, Bible teachers out there that are they're teaching. We cannot teach unless we know, unless we have been trained to know God's voice. And that only comes from God. Through godly men. Standing in pulpits. Standing upright. Standing in a classroom. Sitting at home. 
We're trained to watch TV. We're trained to watch sports. We're trained to follow a sports team. And no, I'm not leaving the Red Sox. So, for you Yankee fans out there that may be thinking. But you know what? Every baseball team in the world can uh, crash and uh, go away. And it don't matter. I want to know Jesus. I want to know so that when that temptation comes, I want to know the voice of God. I want to know where I'm supposed to be. Um, being doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, at the right time. So again, do you uh, are you training? If you're a leader, have you been properly training just people to know the uh, the words of God? I'm not saying that. Oh, that definitely is not a bad thing. But are you training them as to why? Are you training them to know that they must also come to the place where they know and recognize the voice of God? It ain't going to be like I'm speaking to you today. None of us could stand none. There's nobody holy that could stand if God ever decided to speak audibly you know, at this moment. We will get that place when we get to heaven. When these bodies fade away. But this is the message that needs to go throughout. It's a lesson we all need to clean, including me. We need to get reminded that. We need to get... It's just like static on the TV, static on the radio. When it goes out of signal, sin will come to man it. David, with the number of sins he commanded before um, God said... Nathan, or maybe because back then they didn't have, they can go, they could jump on a jet plane and go from point A to point B. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say where Nathan was. He would have had to get there, and they were walking donkey. It wasn't necessarily horses. Horses were used for warriors. Um, more likely, he walked from wherever he was. It didn't say God spoke to him. He was standing right next to him. And maybe we don't know. You know, why knew why David was allowed to go through to go deep in that sin and he was getting ready to be took out, more than likely. I mean he like committed murder, sex, immorality, adultery, fornication. It was somebody that pretty much almost every sin imaginable that we can think of. He committed it all at that moment out there. You missed abuse of power. Because remember, he was the king. He was anointed by God, too. And I'm not laughing at that one, but it's just like he stopped hearing God's voice. He wasn't hearing it clearly. Sin was clouding it. So if you're not hearing God's voice and you're a child of God, don't get discouraged. We have an advocate. His name is Jesus Christ, as First John says. You just go to him and says, Oh, oh, thank you for the chastening. Chastening can and will come from and through anyone can even come through an unbeliever but he's going to become somehow it's going to the word of God it's going to come to memory by the power of the Holy Spirit it's going to come through who God chooses now wait, well, I'm not going to choose that person I said, I said well, really? you need to be careful open the word of God that Bible should not be sitting on the shelf should not be sitting in a nightstand it should be cracked open and read. It should not be. The pages should still. Should never remain so new. That they crack as we turn them. They should be used. They should be written. Tears. Tear droplets. Should be on the pages as we opening them up. As God prunes us. Refines us. 
teaches us his voice so that on that day when he steps out of the clouds or when the end of our life comes, whichever comes first. At this point, really, I think we're getting ready to hear the rapture, hear his voice of the rapture of the church when we get caught up saying, let's go, son, let's go, daughter. Time to go. We're going to be snatched out of the way, caught up into heaven. Out of the way for what's coming. Antichrist will run and his voice will be heard. So, do you know God's voice? Are you teaching God's voice? If you're if you're married with children, are you teaching them to know your voice? That is a good thing, by the way. They, they do need to know both father and mother. Uh, that's a warning for many. I don't exactly know who. I can surmise. I can name some, but I'm not going to. I want God to name it and correct them. Name them. Uh, are there ministers out there that don't need to be there? That are not called by God? Step down. You're not called by God. Are there, um, is there a search committee out there that um, got us changing uh, your pastor? Um, did your pastor pass on? Your next one. Is it going to be based on your culture? Is it going to be based on the flesh? Is it going to be based on a resume? Or is it going to be based on the voice of God? Mm. Now I got to go to work and I'm going to be crying all day. Uh, thinking about this message. So I love y'all. I've always done. I love each and every one of you. I love, I love people enough where I only want to give them the truth. It makes no good to give uh, fakeness. Uh, to give false stuff. I don't want to give false. If I've slipped and I've made a mistake, then I want to repent before God, first and foremost. Um, yeah, I want people to be correct and the truth again. Love y'all. Join this lesson and grow in the Lord every day.